Hello, it's great to see you again, and welcome back to another installment of Path to Abundant Living. I'm your host, Ryan Ruff. We've got the stars of the show, Mr. Matt Nordman and Scott Morrison of Morrison Nordman and Associates standing by. They'll be joining us momentarily. But look, first, we want to thank you for finding your way back to the show, as you probably know, or if this is your first time joining us for the show, Matt, Scott, and I, we sit down and we tackle some complex wealth management-related topics. You know, we lean into their experience, you know, working this business for countless years and then we you know we analyze different situations and provide you with some guidance uh, you know to put you on your own path to abundant living given the topic that we're addressing today today we've got a great topic lined up for you and I really like this one because you know it's a topic that most of us are relatively familiar with but we're not really privy to the inner workings of this topic on a more granular level and that's what we're really getting into today so the topic of the day preparing heirs for their inheritances. See what I mean? So with that being said, let's go ahead and bring Matt and Scott out to get our day started. Hey, Matt, Scott, great to see you guys. How are we doing this morning? Doing great, Ryan. How are you today? I can't complain. Wonderful. I can't complain. Good to see you well, again. Yeah, great we're, to see you guys. We're, exi we're excited about today's topic and uh, mm -hmm. ready to get going. Yeah, it's a good one today. It's uh, you know a universally applicable topic, regardless of your level of wealth. Obviously, the dealings that you guys you know conduct with your clients, you know some more affluent individuals, they have significant assets and wealth at their disposal, so that can create some more issues or problems uh, throughout this inheritance process. But guys, to get started with our conversation today, I mean, it's in the word inheritance. You know, typically this is uh, you know a life changing moment for a given family. Right? right? A patriarch or matriarch is passing away. Maybe they're a business owner and there's assets that need to be transferred to the next generation. So for that beneficiary, for that person, you know, your life can change pretty much overnight. Uh, this is a pretty big deal for that individual or group of individuals. But we're going to get into the weeds of this conversation today to unveil a few things that most people don't consider when it comes to inheritances. And I think a good spot for us to start today is, Matt, could you start by telling us a little bit about why inheritances can kind of be a double-edged sword these days? You know, what do you see in regard to this and why are they that uh, that double-edged sword? Sure, Ryan. It's it, And just so for everybody that's watching is... Is Scott and I in, in preparing for this? If you see us look away, we're just checking our notes. And so, um, the, the reason it's a double-edged sword is, you know, when you inherit money, it it can it can potentially lead to um, a life of okay, I don't have to worry or or much or worry at all about paying for life's necessities, and and maybe you can then take advantage of of some affluence that you didn't have before. So. You know, for example, it's maybe that that luxury vehicle or or first class vacations or a top tier education for your kids. And and so by inheriting that that money, it can remove some of those stumbling blocks that that might be in your path. And, and that being said, one of uh, a problem that may arise is that you it, inheriting that money can can potentially create um, some challenges or conflicts, both internal and external. And so as a result of that, it's, it's making sure that, okay, are you aware of, of these potential problems that, that, that your heirs might face? Cause then that could potentially affect you as well. 
Right. I, I'm, I'm interested by what you said in terms of these internal or external problems. What exactly, Scott, I'll throw this one over to you. What do you see and what do you mean uh, when you guys are mentioning these internal or external conflicts that can arise? Well, as Matt said, you know, the, the exciting part of inheriting, uh, you know, wealth or even great wealth is, is the, the opportunity that's in front of you that you may have not had before. Um, however, you know, when we tend to think of just the good things that can happen in inheritance, we kind of forget about some of the psychological baggage that can come with it as well. Uh, some of the unforeseen issues, um, you know, sometimes I think it's easier to win the lottery and get wealthy that way because it's kind of a easy come, easy go, um, you know, proposition. But when you inherit wealth from somebody, a loved one, from a, a grandparent or a parent, somebody who most likely followed a passion in life, which led to some sort of wealth and success, you're going to have a, a, a far, there's going to be far more weight and, and responsibility that goes with that inheritance. You're going to feel like you need to live up to it. And so, you know, we didn't earn it. We didn't win it. Um, and so therefore, you know, how do we take that, that wealth and do some of the same good things that our parents did with it? Um, and, and that's, I think, probably, you know, some of those internal struggles that we can, we can deal with. If we already come to that inheritance with maybe some personal issues, maybe some, some shortcomings that we're working on, you know, in, a, you know, in our own uh, self-image, then, you know, I think what'll, what'll, uh, what can happen is that that wealth can exacerbate that problem. Sometimes that wealth can define you. And uh, you want to make sure that you, you keep your, your self-worth separate from the wealth and be able to manage that wealth in such a way that it, you can be a steward of the wealth rather than be dependent on the wealth uh, for your own, your own well-being. Uh, so I think that's what we mean by, uh, you know, psychological baggage. So Scott or, or, or Matt, either who would you know be best to answer this question, where do you guys start with, with really addressing this, this baggage, these other intangible factors that come with an inheritance? And where do you start by ultimately helping the heirs process this, understand this, and ultimately make sure that they are good stewards of the wealth when the time comes? So we get questions all the time. And they'll say, hey, Matt, hey, Scott, you know, how do we know what we don't know and where, where do we start? And so one of our big beliefs is so those those super rich those those ultra high net worth families 500 million dollars and above and 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 what are those strategies and and tactics that that they have implemented to make smart decisions and and plans with their wealth to um, have those strategies in place for their heirs and so when looking at at what they're doing how can we take that and and again help those that that are you know maybe not at that level but but understanding that they want to you know take it what are those those top plans that, that people are using at that level and how do we bring that down and help people and so so look at those people and say okay and those families and say okay what is it that they're doing and how can we implement that on our level and and maybe implement some of those strategies into our plan Sure. And let's, let's get into that a little bit. When you guys are, you know, going through your day-to-day -day interactions with some more affluent clients, uh, or the extremely successful, the super rich, you know, what do you guys see that these, this class, this group of people are doing, uh, or maybe not doing in some cases when it comes to passing on their wealth and, you know, preparing their heirs for the inheritance? Well, most people want to pass on their, their tangible assets to their, their children and their loved ones. But sometimes, you know, we're unsure of how to pass on that same value system that goes with the wealth. 
how do we pass on you know what led to the success and wealth in the first place uh, so typically you know the, the first step is where those, those wealthier families first focus on the financial matters they they focus on the bottom line how do we how do we be tax efficient in transferring the wealth how do we protect multiple generations uh, how do we how do we make the most of the wealth so that it has potential for future generations but if that's all we're focused on we're kind of missing a, a big piece of the puzzle because the process doesn't always involve that that process doesn't always involve the heirs uh you know the tax mitigation and the the uh the actual estate planning with an attorney oftentimes the heirs are not part of that process and so one of the things that we see very successful families do is not only uh, discuss the, the nuts and bolts and the structure of the estate planning, but also to include and have open dialogue with the heirs about what the expectations are, um, about what the opportunities are, and how, the, how they can be involved in, uh, in part of that planning. So guys, where do you begin then to ultimately start fostering this level of financial intelligence among the heirs in a given family who may one day inherit that wealth? Where do you start? Where does that process begin? So so where you begin the process is is in the present. I know it sounds mm -hmm. cliche, but but start where you are today and and kind of look at how is how is money and wealth affecting um your heirs lives today you know a lot of parents will will try to hide the fact that that they have wealth or kind of downplay it but but most teens and and young adults get a general sense of kind of where the family is based on you know kind of what's going on in their lives and so so really start asking questions of those heirs and i, I wrote some down I'm gonna, and and one of them is is wealth a source of terrific possibilities, horrific problems, or or a combination of both, and and answer those questions and and how is money affecting your life currently and and potentially in the future, and is wealth the cause of serious relationship problems today, and if so, you know who is that with and and how is it being affected, and. And finally, to to what extent do you define yourself by this wealth? And so, when when looking at that, is assess their if it's their kids, you know, or grandkids or whatever, maybe assess their ability to be able to manage that wealth, whether that's today and or in the future when when this event may occur. And so, for example, we have some clients that we work with that are in their um, early 70s, and they have a, a business that they've been running for close to 40 years that's been been fairly successful and so one of their sons they have two sons one of their sons joined the business about 15 years ago and has really taken it to the next level and is a really really sharp um really sharp young man well his brother while a great guy has not held down a job for very long and has not made the wisest decisions with his wealth and so or with his money. And so the parents are saying, okay, how do we, you know, educate our son um, knowing that, you know, we're not going to be here forever. Right. Right. So it sounds like guys, once you get a good idea on, you know, whether it's one error or multiple errors, once you get an idea on their current view of, of wealth and, and then also of course how they deal with their own wealth, 
I would imagine it's that then is what informs you on how to ultimately take those steps to educate the heirs about, you know, what's coming their way basically when the time comes. Is that the correct kind of process? Yeah, that, that helps a great deal. Um, mm -hmm. Chances are, as Matt said, in each family, we're going to find that there's a range of abilities or in, you know, in terms of financial intelligence, whether they're ready and prepared to uh, assume the responsibilities that go with this kind of wealth. It, it's obviously detrimental to hand over control of the assets to someone who's not prepared. And as Matt alluded to, um, we have a tendency to want to keep some of those, um, those, those wealth uh, issues private uh, because we're, we're afraid that it may you know, poison or influence our, our, our heirs in some way. It may take them away from passions that they've already started to establish themselves. And we, we don't want it to have a negative influence on their life. So, you know, a lot of financial professionals, uh, I think to their, to their detriment focus uh, primarily on educating heirs about, you know, how a mutual fund works, how a stock works, um, you know, particular financial strategies or estate planning or teaching them about trusts. I mean, that's, that's all well and good, um, but when you're talking about heirs, you're talking about your children, uh, they're not necessarily all interested in that particular uh, part of your life. And, and so they're, they're feeling very fortunate that they're able to live the lifestyle they have, and they certainly need to be, pre be prepared uh, to receive the, the wealth uh, and all, that, all the issues that come with it. Uh, so what, what I get excited about is, you know, when we can talk about things like how they can be good stewards of the wealth. They don't necessarily need to understand all the nuts and bolts of it, but they need to understand that, as we alluded to earlier, that with this wealth comes great responsibility, great opportunity, and uh, it can change your life, it can change other people's lives. And so in, in, in having a good plan that addresses how do we take that to the next step, uh, doesn't necessarily mean that I have to be, uh, you know, that I have to have my own, uh, degree in financial uh, planning. Uh, it just means that I need to have an understanding that I'm about to inherit a sizable uh, wealth and I'm going to have the opportunity to do some great things for my family, for my community, and for the world at large. And, uh, and it doesn't, it, you know, a family needs to talk about those things. There needs to be some open dialogue about those things. And uh, it's nothing to shy away from. Uh, the heirs don't need to know exactly what the investments are, how they're structured. They just need to know that, hey, there's there's some significant uh, changes in your life coming and we need to talk about those and, and educate, educate you about those. Right. Scott, you hit the nail on the head there. Let's not be naive if you're the matriarch or patriarch and think that all of your kids, your heirs are going to be super interested in in learning the nuts and bolts of the entire you know family business or the estate as a whole. And Matt alluded to the situation earlier with the two brothers where one took the business and ran with it and the other not making the greatest decision maybe wasn't necessarily interested genuinely in that process. So you've got two sides of the coin there, but ultimately the well, still going one way or another. So that being said, guys, is there maybe an approach to educating some heirs that might just be more appealing overall and resonates better uh, with the potential inheritors? Is there is there a best practices, a good way to go about this? Yeah, so it's, it's kind of two aspects, Ryan, where one is, is you know, there's all types of in, inheritances that you can receive. And so it's, it's like Scott was alluding to, take a step back and look at that bigger picture. And, and what is it that, that 
maybe it's your parents or grandparents were trying to achieve and and does that align with what you're trying to do and and looking at that bigger picture and taking that step back and and knowing that okay things have been set up in certain ways and so how do you access those things and and if this trust has been set up what is the trust trying to accomplish and and is it doing what it's supposed to do for instance now uh, the second key aspect and sometimes it, it might be even more important is to help these heirs to recognize um, and give them the the ability to work with with professionals the professionals that are the the accountants the lawyers the wealth managers and and be able to recognize okay are these there's there's two types that you really need to be looking out for is one is is pretenders and, and a pretender is a professional who really means well, and they really want to do right by these people, um, their clients, but the problem is that they don't have the requisite skills. And so by not having those skills, that, that can be detrimental um, to, to those people, to, to you if, you if you've received that money. And, and a bigger problem are predators. And, and predators, whether it's grifters or some other term you want to use, their goal is to separate you from your money, whether whether that's a, a a small amount or a significant number. And again, to you, it, it can be a significant number. There, there are going to be those predators out there. They're going to try to separate you from, from your wealth. And so giving them the skills to be able to effectively recognize who those pretenders and, and more importantly, those predators are so that 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 wealth isn't squandered or or unjustly taken away from you. Sure, sure, definitely something you want to consider. And and Scott, I'll throw this next one to you. Is there anything else you know that family matriarchs or patriarchs should ultimately be considering when um, when going through this process to educate heirs as a whole? Well, I think I think Matt covered uh, the majority of them. The one thing I think that a lot of heirs worry about, or not heirs so much, but the uh, the uh, benefactors uh, mm -hmm. uh, worry about in giving to their heirs is it's that that range of personalities within the family, um, whether or not that that one uh, son or daughter is prepared uh, to receive this. Is it going to is this wealth going to um, is it tied too much to their to their identity? Uh, they're concerned that this newfound wealth is going to change them in some way into some person that they don't really like and, and would not want them to, um, you know, abuse their, their, their power with that. Um, and so it just takes a lot of open dialogue. And I think that's the one thing that, uh, where you may need to bring in, uh, you know, a professional, uh, that can kind of address some of the psychological aspects of the wealth transfer, um, mm. and to make sure that everyone's mental health, is is uh, addressed and that um, you know you you go into this with eyes wide open. Um, I believe that um, a lot of a lot of personal issues can be solved by helping other people, and that's one of the things I like the most about what I do is when we get to that stage of the the planning where we're talking about philanthropy and we're talking about giving back to people. This is the kind of this is the kind of thing that you can get your children involved in now, if you suspect that um, you know they would otherwise have issues with inheriting wealth, um, and and have them actually uh, experience some of the the fruits of helping other people and and see how that 
uh, helps their own self-esteem. Um, I think that's some of the things that you can do. You know, again, it's not talking about all the nuts and bolts of the investment, but it's about you know taking taking that wealth to another level within the family and 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 seeing the opportunity in it. Yeah, and talk about being a good steward of the wealth. You're seeing the good that the wealth can do. I'm sure that can also kind of inspire or light a flame underneath, you know, the the inheritor or the beneficiary that is gets them excited about the process and what mm -hmm. is to be down the road. And guys, one thing though I want to be clear for our audience is, you know, obviously we're talk, you know, a lot of our conversations on the show deal with, you know, the affluent, the super rich, some of your clients that you guys work with on a regular basis, but this is one of those things that it's really important to understand that you don't have to have this massive level of wealth for these types of educational efforts to happen, correct? Like this is a universally applicable process for anyone going through, you know, the inheritance process, correct? You, you said it perfectly is universal in, in that it, it doesn't matter the amount. Um, it, it is trying to say, okay, something, you know, you've worked your entire life to get to a certain point and now you want mm -hmm. to you know, pass this on, whether it's kids, grandkids, charity or whatever it might be. And so start with, you know, sitting down as Scott alluded to, it doesn't have to be, oh, we're laying out every single asset that we have and here's where all the money is and all that kind of stuff. But it's, but it's helping, you know, your, your beneficiaries understand your views and your goals and objectives and, and talking with them about theirs as well and and putting the plan in place that that you you'll help them make smart decisions with with the amount that they inherit and and give them that good foundation of that financial knowledge again not the okay you need to know which stocks to pick and should i be in crypto or not or mm -hmm. those kinds of aspects but give a, a basic financial foundation along with helping them uh, effectively have the tools to to find the right professionals to work with and so then they can you know take that inheritance and and potentially get the most out of it in the future sure matt you bring up a good point who you know in that the right you know, professionals to work with in this process. So we've thrown a lot at our audience today in terms of the, the different intangible things to consider, you know, when a beneficiary is going through this process or the benefactor going through this process, who then to really cap off our conversation today, who should families be turning to for help with educating heirs, preparing them for the inheritances uh, that one day might be theirs? Who do they look to? Well, ideally, we'd love for it to be Matt and myself as the wealth managers, but we also know that we're limited by our own our own licensing. And so that's why Matt and I have always uh, surrounded ourselves with a professional network uh, of other experts and, and who can we can bring into a process like this. Uh, first and foremost, we would like to, you know, we want our clients to introduce their uh, their children uh, and their, their the people who are most important to them, people who may be heirs in their future we'd love to be introduced to them so that we can begin to forge that relationship uh, before anyone starts passing away. Um, once that happens, then from there, we, we, the direction we take is, is really specific to the issues in the family. We let the family direct where that conversation goes and what's most important to them. Um, so it could be, you know, something where we're helping families deal with, you know, like I said, issues around the family wealth and, and how that relationship uh, with wealth uh, impacts on self-worth. You know, those are those are very general kind of conversations that don't have anything to do with the the specific aspects of the assets. 
or, or maybe we bring in somebody who's a specialist in philanthropy and uh, a professional who can, who can, you know, have a discussion, a roundtable discussion with that family, uh, with us acting as, as the, uh, the facilitator of that discussion. So, you know, ultimately, Matt and I would love to be uh, the facilitator of those kind of discussions and bring in whatever uh, professionals would be necessary. Um, it's there's so many different uh, opportunities out there. We're pretty excited about the future in that respect. And Matt, you have anything to add on before we close out? Yeah. So just to expound on what Scott said is, you know, as a personal example, my father, it's, it'll be six years this this August that he passed away. But one thing that that he did is we got around the table and we understood, you know, what it is that he wanted to achieve. And and we were able to bring in some the estate planning attorney and and some other aspects of, of the wishes that he wanted. And again, it wasn't just myself and Scott, but it was the entire family as well as some other professionals around the table. And so, you know, we understand from the personal level as well as working with other clients that that start today because, you know, we never know what's going to happen. And so it, it's really important. Again, like you said, Ryan, it doesn't matter the amount. It's it's what is it that you want to see happen and, and working with your with your heirs. Right. And guys, this is a great conversation. I love this one because, you know, just the concept of an inheritance, it's something that we all think we know. And then once we really get into the inner workings of it, you realize there's way more to it. And especially in situations where, you know, a business is tied to the family, you know, uh, significant assets and wealth are tied to the family. There's just so much to actually consider when it comes to this process. So guys, honestly, really do appreciate your time this morning, walking us through this process, what your dealings have been like, uh, you know, so thanks. Thanks again for your time. I'm already looking forward to the next episode. And look, we want to thank you, our audience, our listeners for being with us on today's episode. If you liked what you saw, you liked what you heard, feel free to comment, subscribe to this show, share this knowledge with friends and family. This is a universally applicable topic. We would hate to have you miss out on any of these lessons that can be learned from our conversations. So be sure to, again, comment, subscribe, share this information. So that way you're not going to miss the next episode and you can join us for all the conversations to come. So for Scott and Matt, I'm Ryan Ruff saying so long and we thank you so much for joining us on today's edition of Path to Abundant Living. Securities offered through Securities America Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors. Morrison, Norbin & Associates and Securities America are separate entities. All investing involves risk, including the possible risk of principal.